You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. I'm really excited to get to talk to you today on the Powerful Creator Show. And before we launch into our fabulous conversation, I'm sure we're going to have, the question I love to ask all of my guests is for you to share what it means to you to be a powerful creator. Yeah, I love, love, love this question. And I've been thinking about it ever since we decided uh, to do this. And I was thinking about it a lot this morning um, about being a powerful creator. Well, first of all, being a powerful creator, just powerful and creator together are two awesome words. And I thought, what? so what does make someone a powerful creator or what does that mean to me? And immediately I went to when we are... um, hoping to be creative or when we are thinking geez i have an issue or a problem or i just want to be a creative person and i want to pursue some creative new hobby or uh, or a course or something like that i think that a lot of people feel they need to draw it draw this creativity from someplace else and don't recognize that it is an innate part of the human condition. And that more than likely, if they instead looked inward and said and admitted and told themselves and reminded themselves that they are a creative person by nature, that the door would open wide. And it all it took was just admitting and honoring that they are creative. And I have a little story around this too, that also came up, which I think is so interesting. As you know, I'm a writer and this, I don't even remember what year it was, but it was many years ago. I said, I think it was probably when I was in my thirties. So it was a few years ago. I was sitting around and I do remember thinking, gosh, I wish I were more creative. I wish I could call myself a creative person. I have no idea why I didn't think I was creative, but we all have some awful thoughts that we and obstacles we put in our way. And I don't know even what made me realize I needed to sit and remind myself that I'm creative, but I had a shift in that moment where ideas for things to write about and people to speak to and things to do that just felt deeply satisfying and creative showed up. And I realized I've always been creative. Everyone is creative. We're creative every day, but maybe I was and other people put creativity up on this platform of uh, something they need to attain, that it's this Mm -hmm. huge goal and they have to climb Mount Everest to achieve it. And that I think just isn't true. And I hope if people listen to this, that they, if they are feeling not creative, especially this year, let's face it, everyone is so stressed Mm. that they sit back and recognize all the creative things they do during the regular day. 
and to honor that and to ask for more of that. And I think from that honoring, it will show up and it was there all along. We just had a screen in front of it. You know, we had a block and <laughs> I think that we just want to recognize it's there, say hello and, and, and start using it, using it in ways maybe that are more purposeful than our everyday creativity around making a meal or something, which by the way, is one of the most creative things you can do. But, <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> you know, but taking it out of the mundane and getting into a creative mode, it's mm-hmm. there. Sometimes we just need to recognize it. And there are also times when we need to be prompted. And I can go into that further if you want me to. Holy moly, Paula, you just said so many things that I want to touch on. And I want I want to recircle around to these prompts. But before we do that, there are two things that you said that I really want to touch on. And one is that what happens when we put creativity or anything, whatever it is, any kind of quality, when you put it outside of you as something to do mm-hmm. rather than something to be. Yes, yes. Yes, you put it into much more succinct language than I did. And I agree 100%. It, it, we, we, um, we want to be doing creativity. We want to be creative. We even say that. I want to be more creative. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, you know, I want to be a creative person. And instead of doing it as a creative sort, we're, we are very good at generating creative output. Yes. And it is, it does come from us being innately creative. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is more of a, um, a state of being than it is a state of doing. We do, we do, do, do it all the time, but I think <laughs> we do, do, do it. I love that. <laughs> satisfying creativity that we are yearning for that we think is outside of ourselves mm-hmm. is is what we're talking about. Yeah. We kind of know we're creative. We, you know, we're good at this or we're good at that. And sure, that's creative. But it's that deeply creative um, things that really reflect our inner being mm. and who we are. That's that's when that that level of creativity is the one we put on some sort of pedestal. Right? Yeah, and and I love that because. Um, that feeling that you're talking about, that feeling that lights you up inside, if it's something that lights you up, then you are, then you have the capacity within you to do it. It's not something that's outside of you. It already exists within you. Exactly. Let's, and then the other thing that I want to talk about is about um, briefly, and then I want to get to the prompts that you, that you mentioned is about the honoring it. And, um, you know, in energetic in an energetic practice, the more things that you honor or give gratitude for it creates almost like a, you can picture like a tornado kind of energy that goes around you that now you're sucking more of that same thing into your vortex and into your reality. And so whatever you're honoring and giving gratitude, gratitude for, which is a hugely powerful energy, you create more things to be grateful for. Yes. It's the whole, what you focus on expands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And you know, it's interesting that you bring up the energy, which is of course, totally true. You can feel it that bubbling up inside, sometimes it just feels like it does envelop you. And it feels like a very, um, really loving and um, just a good feeling vibe. You're Mm -hmm. in a good feeling vibe when you are in a creative state or honoring it and going into, into, and recognizing it. And um, 
and being that creative person, like mm. you say. Well, I was really excited to ask you what your definition of being a powerful creator was because of what you do, that you do something immensely creative for a living, and then you also help other creatives do it. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but I want you to go back to talking about the prompts that you mentioned. So how, what kind of prompts are you talking about that can help a person yeah. engage? Yeah, I'll talk from the perspective of a writer. And okay. this is something that is very commonly done. When we want to write, oh, something, a specific type of, um, in a specific genre, let's say, for instance, I've been writing content all day, which is very nonfiction. You know, it's all about my business or whatever. And then I want to work on my novel at night. That shift sometimes can be a little tough. And what I do to prompt myself, I, my mom, who's a writer, called it, um, well, she called it something. It'll come back to me. <laughs> basically, basically, I go and grab a really good book of an author who I admire mm -hmm. in the subgenre that I write, which is children's, young adult and middle grade. And I'll read some pages and I will just be you know, again, enveloped by the beauty of the writing and I look at the sentence structure and just get really into it. I just immerse myself um, emotionally in that. And then when I go to write, I have made that shift. And sometimes if I haven't done that and I started to write first and I got stuck, when I come back, the difference in the writing quality is like night and day. Wow. It's like night and day. And I'm much more apt to go into flow, which I want to be because mm -hmm. that then I'm just 150% into that project, which is so creative. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. I actually do that same thing when I'm going to go into painting mode or when I switch from, yeah. from left brained, you know, business type activities. Yes. To now I have space to paint that I will yeah. peruse art that stirs me. And it's not about yeah. copying something. It's about inviting in that energy and that frequency of what exactly. you exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, I think it's just shifting how we're then, you know, for me, how, what word choices am I going to make? What, right. how am I going to structure um, my sentences, they're going to be quite different from one to the other, or they tend to be, and they don't have to be, but for me, they are. Mm -hmm. But if I immerse, again, like you, immerse yourself in the art, I immerse myself in really good writing, and it's it prompts me, and it, um, it almost is like a, a little bit of a support. It's sort of like, this is what you can strive for. Now, I don't claim to be as good as these particular authors, but I can see a difference in the quality of my writing, like I said. And so I think that when we have really great examples of something that's well done, when we when we spend some time in it and we ponder it and we look at it and we read it and we and we do all this examination around it, it does make a, a some sort of shift in our brain and it goes to a different place. Like, oh, you wanna do that? I can do that. Because you know, the brain is infinitely malleable. I swear right. it is. Yes, it, it is. It, <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, no problem. We'll just move to a little bit over here and start writing like that. I it's love it. Watch. 
I really, I appreciate that you brought up the brain and like the brain in this, because there's yeah. like these different aspects, because there is the, the, the mystery of stepping into the space of flow. And what is that? And I really want to hear your definition of that too. And then with the brain that neuroscience has found that our brains are totally plastic, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And that we do create new neurons every single day. And the problem is that neurons that fire together, wire together. So if you're thinking the same thoughts, doing the same things, keeping right. the same habits, you're just creating the right. same brain. So yeah, it's like trying different things, stepping out of your realm of comfort will help to make your brain way more creative. And, and that's what creativity is to me is that willingness to step into the unknown to just to see Mm -hmm. what happens just for the fun of it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I remembered what my mom called this called priming the pump. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. She says, you know, you need to prime it a little bit. And then once it gets flowing, you're good. You know, you're (laughs) then the creativity is flowing too. And um, so one thing that I do for those of uh, your listeners and watchers who um, may be writers or want to write, one thing I suggest, because it, it just hands down is the most awesome thing you can do, is write poetry. Mm. Write poetry. And I can recommend a book because I'm not really a poet, even though I will write poetry and it's poem crazy. And it's been out forever, so you can very easily order it or get it if you are able to go to a bookstore and get it. Poem Crazy, um, you said? Poem Crazy. Okay. Yep. And um, I can't think of the author's name, but I can send that to you if you want to share it. I'll put it. it in the links, yeah. Yeah. And um, she, basically, her approach is, we are all poets. We are all poets. Mm-hmm. And, but again, we put poetry on some sort of pedestal. Well, I can't write, I'm not Robert Frost, right? <laughs> I couldn't possibly have come up with what he came up with. But her point is, there are simple ways to write poetry. You can list words, you can, right. uh, she has all sorts of exercises. Oh, how fun. It's very fun. And why I say poetry rather than, you know, screenwriting or playwriting is poetry has to, by definition, be able to tell you a story in very few words. Yes. So in a poem, every word counts. And so you have to be very selective and very specific with the words that you choose. And the more creative they are, the better off you are. And, and creativity in this case can be not only um, the, the choice of words, the specificity, but maybe even expanding, as you just said, expanding outside of our comfort zone and using some words or some language, mm. strung together words that we might not have used ever before would have thought about it. And all you need to do is play with the poetry. You don't have to publish it. Don't worry about that. This is really a prompt and an exercise that is to prime your pump and also get you thinking in that outside of the box, if you will, um, sort of way. And it works. It's really, really powerful. Oh my goodness. Years ago when Twitter first started, I was like hopped right on it. In the first month that it began, I joined Twitter and I, and back then it wasn't what it is now. It was really a bunch of writers who were getting together, trying to be really creative in this small space. So exactly what you said in a limited amount of words, trying to be very concise. And I was a member of this big group of people that we would write haiku and we would get together chain haiku that we would write them back and forth and keep a story going. It was so much fun. And it was really a really fun exercise 
Um, for mm-hmm. me, I don't consider myself a writer, but I love writing. I do enjoy it. Yeah. And, and it was a way that I found woke up my brain that mm-hmm. carried over into many other areas of my creative yes. life. Yes, exactly. You hit it. And it does. And I love that um, awake, you know, woke up your brain. I love that. It does. It's like, and I think that it probably if you had um, all of the, um, if you were in a scientist laboratory, and they had all the electrodes attached to your head, and they asked you to start writing some poetry, different parts of your brain would start to fire up. Totally. And you would over time start building those neural channels and having more synapses between neurons that aren't firing now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole, I, I believe strongly in the, um, you know, the mind games that you can get puzzles. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Some of them are online and not, I think they are, you know, and, and writing in general too, are great ways to think beyond our everyday are every day you know yeah. what, is, what comes up not usually that many things that are t- so exciting yeah but it hey it does help you exp- I think it does it I think it helps expand your brain's use 100%. And even in business, yeah. you know, like they say, stories tell our stories sell, right? Facts. Yes. And it's like, so you want our stories sell and you want to yes. be able to learn Data to tell tells story. and stories sell. Yes. Right. And so it's all yeah. about learning. So it's a valuable skill, just even in, even for business people to learn how to tap into the power of storytelling. Oh my gosh. Storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling is, uh, is literally everything. I believe this is Mm -hmm. my, uh, TEDx talk, um, (laughs) that, uh, well, first of all, we do know that humans, uh, are wired. Our DNA contains capacity for us to tell story, but not just tell story, to think of story, to Mm -hmm. speak story, um, to make up stories, to listen and want to listen to stories. Mm. Just last week, I was on Zoom with my grandchildren. The older one is four, soon to be five. The younger is two and a half. And they were being, you know, little boys and they were being silly and whatnot. And I said, would you two like to hear a story? Bam, the silliness stopped. They sat right down Uh, and mind you, I'm making up the story. There's no book. There's no pictures with it, but the whole oral storytelling function mm -hmm. of humans is ancient, ancient because it works because we are wired for it. Mm. And I think that we live, of course, our whole world in our, our lives, I mean, both the metaphorical world of our daily lives, as well as the physical world is story. Mm. Everything is story. Every single day we are telling, listening, making up stories. And then we do it at night in our dreams. Constantly. Totally immersed in story. Yeah, we are. And that's actually what your brain does constantly is tell you, tell you a story about yourself and about the world and about how it relates to you. It's like, it's a very selfish one-sided point of view going on in your brain constantly. It really is. Yeah. It really Oh yeah. my gosh. I didn't know that that was um, like, like we could do a whole separate conversation about the power of storytelling. <laughs> oh, would we ever. It is my single most favorite subject in the world. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. I would love to hear your definition of going back a, a, now out of our brain and into this very, dare I say, magical 
space of flow and what that is and what that feels like. And I would love for you to share what, what that is to you. Yeah. Well, um, the concept was first, was first published by a researcher who I believe he was at the university of Chicago at the time. And his last name is unpronounceable. <laughs> Mikhail, I forgot how to say it too. Mikhail, I think it's pronounced Chick Sent Me High. Chick Sent Me High, that's it. Mikhail yeah. And, um, and he wrote the book called Flow. Yeah. And I was fascinated by that. I grabbed the book. You know, what was this? I don't know, in the 90s maybe he wrote the book? I'm, I don't remember. It was a while, a while ago. Yeah. And he's written about lots of articles and whatnot. And it, I loved, because I love things to be flowy and to be a little ethereal. I love being in that state of things coming easily to me, synchronicities Mm. showing up and it all, and with me just being able to use my brain and sit here and it happens that the flow state fascinated me. And I recognized immediately, oh my gosh, the flow state is like one of the best places to be in any given point in time. Mm -hmm. And so I very much value his description of it being a place where we are so immersed in a sad, and I'm not, I'm pretty much paraphrasing him, but I describe it as being immersed in something with so much satisfaction, we don't want it to end. And being so immersed in it that we lose our sense of time. And so it's that those incidents where we are doing something creative, we're in our creative mode, we're allowing the creativity, and we look up, And we started whatever we were doing at four in the afternoon, we look up and it's midnight and literally it feels like maybe an hour went by if Mm -hmm. we were honest and yet hours and hours went by. So I adore flow and certainly writing puts, can put you in a flow state. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's one of the most fun places to be. I think (laughs) that the, level of work that comes out of it and just the pure joy that is a part of it is uh, worth it every single time. It's just enormously gratifying. Oh, I'm with you. Flow is my favorite place to go. And it does. It seems to happen when like in the beginning of flow, it feels bumpy. I love to have that analogy of priming the pump, like those old fashioned pumps till the water starts spreading. Right. And it's, it does feel like that until all of a sudden you're like, whoosh, it's like you're, you're not thinking anymore. And it's just yes. like, whoo, it's going through your hands. It's going through you as the going I, through you. Yeah, yes, it's it is a feeling of it being a going through experience. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes I, I had this experience writing uh, my novel, one of my novels. And um, I was doing it with a group that I had put together in a writing salon. And every week we would we get together for two hours. We write for an hour and then we share our work. And I was sitting in every week in my salon. And, and I'm glad you brought up the little bumpy entry into it because I did experience that sort of like, oh, dear, what if I don't write something good? You know, all the monkey mind chatter came yeah. to me. And then I finally decided I just need to write. And then I would start and bam, out would come in an hour, 2000 words of rich, rich material. I mean, 
really, and it's not me who's just the only one who thought that really good work. And I think it was that, um, that time spent in flow. Mm. And sometimes I go back and read it. I'm like, where did this come from? Yes. Yes. You know, it's just, it feels like magic. And Mm. I think it's such a reflection of the capacity of our brain Mm -hmm. to put together a story because it is so, so meaningful to us. I feel, I just feel so relaxed just talking to you, knowing what this state feels like. And, and I love also that this flow state doesn't just happen in um, creative pursuits per se, because I've had friends who are, who are runners, like long distance marathon runners. And the reason they do it is because they're in flow or people who like to cook, like my mom, she stays in the kitchen all freaking day and she's in flow. And so it just depends on, I think when you step into your particular zone of genius and that thing in your being that lights yes. you up is what puts you into flow. Absolutely. Yes. Cause I've been in flow with lots of other things. It's just that I happen to love it when I'm, I'm writing and it happens as well, but yeah, absolutely. Those things that light you up that really just, I don't know. It's just this perfect um, combination of the lighting up and your brain just boom heading into it. And it just, it feels marvelous a lot gets done. Mm. And uh, we want to be in it. I at least I do like I'd like to be in it. more. Oh, me too. It's the best <laughs> drug ever. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, well, Paula, I could definitely keep talking to you for way longer. You're just such a fascinating and interesting and deep and talented woman. I would love for you to share um, what you do and where people can find you. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So I am a book and writing coach, not surprisingly, since I brought up writing. And I think I've often called myself the best um, creative high school creative writing teacher you never had, Mm. because I am all about um, moving forward with your work, removing obstacles from being able to write. I primarily work with entrepreneurial women a few men, but mostly women come to me and they are women who have a big message they want to share with the world and they want to do it through writing and they don't know where to begin. They want to be professional about it. They want to write content to build their platform and, or they want to move right into book writing Mm -hmm. and they just need some accountability, some strategy, and they're ready to go forward. And I help them and I, and I get to learn all about their industry and, and how incredibly talented and smart they are. And, and sometimes I get off the calls and I, I'm a little weepy because it's like, Mm. how, how is it that I'm able to work with this amazing person? I dearly love working with my clients. I think they're courageous Mm. and because putting out work, especially memoir, because I do help people with memoir. Is not easy necessarily. It's make can make us feel very vulnerable. That vulnerability is very attractive to readers, but ooh, it's frightening to the writer. And so I'm there to help you know them guide them through to the best of my ability, and so they have something on the other side. Mm, Beautiful, Paula. Where can people find you? They can find me find me at write w r i t e stories now dot com. And uh, they can send me an email from the contact form there, or they can send it to Paula at writestoriesnow.com if they have any questions. I'd love to talk to whoever is interested in wanting to know more about writing. 
Oh, wonderful. Paula, I'm so grateful that our paths crossed and that you honored me and everyone listening with this gift of your time and you being here and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and this beautiful gift of wordsmithing that you're putting out into the world. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been really nice to meet you. And it's so funny that we sort of, you know, just immediately found like a, a, a kindred soul. So, and thank you so much for having me on this. Yeah, we could definitely talk for hours. So we'll have to schedule that for another time. <laughs> definitely. Maybe just over a coffee chat with you and I. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Paula. Thank you. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.